I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! Come, they told me, pa chip chip Whenever I hear that song... All I can think about is Angela from The Office. It's her favorite song. It's her favorite song, which is hysterical. But you know what? The Chip Chip Aru version, too. If you're like, what am I listening to? What is Chip Chip Aru? Welcome to the podcast, first of all. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. You're in the right place. This is a Bob's Burgers podcast. Um, If you're new here, Chip Chip Aru started... Episode three, way back in episode three, it's become sort of a catchphrase of sorts for me. How we um, welcome those to the podcast, like Chip Chipperoo. It's it's warm, it's welcoming. I've had my problems with it. Max and I have have squashed our issues. So we're we're like sixty six episodes deep now. It's not going anywhere. It's it's. (laughs) I think it's set in stone. So there you have it. There you have it. Welcome to our 66th episode of Bob's Credits. Today we will be doing the Christmas episode, Father of the Bob. I love that we're recording a Christmas episode pretty much right before Christmas or close enough to Christmas. It just turned out that way and I am obsessed with cozy holiday cheer. After we finish recording this, we're going to go downstairs and grab all of our Christmas decorations. We're getting our tree tomorrow. I am here for this. We're ready to set up. Um, We're going to record a Patreon bonus episode having to do with all the Christmas episodes. Are we ranking the Christmas episodes? I think we might do a ranking. We might do something else, but uh, we have yet to record it, but it will be over there. It'll be up there in December at some point. Keep an eye out for it patrons and if you aren't subscribed over on patreon go subscribe patreon.com slash bob's credits between halloween thanksgiving and christmas bob's episodes are the christmas episodes the most forgettable of the holiday themed episodes Mm, yes (laughs) you sounded like borat (laughs) yes Mm, uh, not (laughs) um 
I don't know. I'm such a holiday Christmas fan that I just, I don't know. They're like my children, the the holiday episodes of Bob's. How can I choose? It's If I'm watching a Halloween episode, yeah. I'm like, oh, these are the best Bob's episodes. If I'm watching a Thanksgiving episode, I'm like, these are the best Bob's episodes. If I'm watching a Christmas episode, these are the best Bob's episodes. If I'm watching a generic Bob's episode, this is the best Bob's episode. Do you want to say best Bob's episode a few more times? Yeah. Okay. Episode. Get it out. Get it I out. I agree. I, and it just, I feel like the luckiest person on earth because they air so close to each other that it's just like truly the peak time of year's year for bob's fans it is great a lot of the times they're like back to back almost it's like it's like uh halloween maybe one other episode then thanksgiving then christmas it's like it's so close together what did what did we do to deserve you bob's burgers um i didn't do anything (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) are you ready to play a little bob hunter max pun yeah let's do it your first pun is the pimento list burger parody of the mentalist bob max your next pun is a honey thing happened on the way to the forum burger bob max oh jeez. your next pun is the captain pepper jack marrow burger jack sparrow from pirates of the caribbean Johnny can you Depp. say it again the captain pepper jack marrow burger I like how you had to tell me the pun. <laughs> um, I didn't think you'd get it. I did get it. Oh, you got that was Jack Sparrow? Yeah. Oh, okay. Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, I didn't know you were that familiar with the Pirates of the Caribbean. I've seen them, but it's kind of, it's like a Star Wars thing. It's like. You don't have to watch the it's first in one, really. pop culture to like, you know it. I could carry on a whole conversation pretending. What about Jungle Cruise movie? Can you tell everyone about that? I can Max made me watch it. It's a good story. It's a, what, a, <laughs> what a story. Um, Bob? Yes. And your final pun is? That's an expensive burger if Bob is doing a bone marrow burger. Oh, really? No wonder this restaurant is broke. And your final pun is? Three little curds. Like three little turds? Uh. <laughs> Sure, but I was thinking Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. Oh, I just gave it away. Oh, you were thinking that. I'm going to say Max. I think Bob was thinking Three Little Birds. (laughs) Boo. I can see um, Bob loving Bob Marley. Oh, yeah. Like like a Donna Summer moment, Mm -hmm. but Bob Marley. Mm -hmm, Sure. Yep. Little little day whiskey. Yeah. Um, Should we get into this episode? Yeah, let's do it. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for... Season five, episode six, please. We can, but I just have a teeny little announcement before we go there. Um, today and tomorrow are the last day to enter our giveaway. Um, so if you want to enter, go um, rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Shoot us an email at bobscredits at gmail.com. Let us know if you rated and reviewed us and what your screen name is on Apple. And we will be announcing that on Tuesday the 14th. So go enter that giveaway. Smash that sparkly five stars if you so choose. Um, And you will be getting a jean sitting on an OT toilet figurine. It is the cutest limited edition. Once they run out 
uh, it, it won't be made anymore. Yes. Um, good luck to everyone. Um, and may you win that figure. Okay, so the title of this episode is Father of the Bob, which, of course, is a play on Father of the Bride. And here, Do I know do you? I know. We say that? Sorry. That, I think that's part two, Father it of the is. Bride part it two, is. where Steve Martin gets like... Um, Wait, no, I think it's the first one because he's getting fit for his wedding suit. No, he's in the hospital because they're both giving birth. Oh, and he like, right. Yeah, he passes me. out. Do I, sorry. We, we, Skylar and I say that at least once a day. Yep. Um, all right, here's the synopsis. Do you believe in magic? Christmas magic, that is. Linda sure does. It's Christmas Eve, and the family heads over to Bob's dad's place, Big Bob's Diner. Bob, having a horrible relationship with his father, agrees to go, but only for 15 minutes. It's all he can take. Linda has other plans. She's sure she can get the two to move beyond the past and forces them into the kitchen together. But all that comes up for Bob is the memories of his dad crushing his passion for cooking with his stupid, boring tuna melts. Meanwhile, the kids try to find slash make a last-minute Christmas present for Bob. Well, Tina and Louise do. Jean takes a bean bath instead. Of course. This episode came out on December 7th, 2014. It was written by Stephen Davis and Kelvin Yu and directed by Chris Song. Bean Boy. I love Bean Boy. That's all I want to say. <laughs> bean Boy at the end, running around. Or no, I don't, it's not the end, but where he's trying to get people to chase him like a greased pig at a It's pretty close at a to fair. the end. Yeah. I like how you just skipped over the heart of this episode and went straight to Bean Boy. Well, it's, it's kind of like the last thing you mentioned and Bean Boy is just like <laughs> in my brain now. It's It's just Bean Boy. I did see a continuity error in that scene. Really? Yeah. So Bean Boy is running through the restaurant, and then the next shot, the kids have to walk around um, to go back behind the counter, and there's no bean footprints everywhere. Oh, he spent all that time making such good footprints throughout the restaurants. He probably, Gene took um, probably great, great pride in those pork, porky footprints i don't know why i say pork maybe they were pork beans no i don't i don't think they were mentioned they were pork beans they were just baked beans well he said like a greased pig so i said oh, so you're thinking yeah. about, so gene is the pork in the beans <laughs> yes okay i don't know why i found that so funny okay i don't either okay i take christmas episodes very seriously whatever tv show it is but particularly bob's how did you feel about this episode overall um, we'll discuss it in comparison to the other Christmas episodes over on Patreon, uh-huh. but it was okay. It's not oh, my favorite. Oh, you disagree boo. with me? I do. You know, you know, I love some family drama. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I get, I kind of like, it makes me sad through most of it Aww. that they're so like, he's so mean to Bob and Bob's so closed off and. Oh my God, my heart. <laughs> it was hard for you to watch. It's just he's so mean to Bob, it feels like. And everyone's trying to, like, push Bob into, like, having this relationship with his dad who's so hard on him and so mean to him and doesn't seem to see it, even though it's so obvious that he's so mean to him and critical. And Linda does have her head up in the Christmas magic clouds. Yeah. Because it takes more than uh, a Christmas miracle to heal a really shitty parental relationship. And I, I like that it wraps up that, like, he cares about his son having his own restaurant, mm-hmm. but they're still kind of, like, 
he doesn't come to the restaurant and visit. He doesn't come and see how his son's doing. He doesn't he doesn't tell his son that he saved these. The kids have to go digging the basement to find out that he saved these articles. Yeah, I think it's the boomer generation. I'm telling you. I think when you're dealing with an older generation, sometimes you just have to be in acceptance that your relationship will never be okay. Um, and that this person isn't going to talk to you on the level that you want them to. So I still think it was like a little, a little bit of a win. But I think what was so heartwarming to me was one, seeing Bob as a 14 year old, seeing him as a teenager and seeing his passion for food. My heart breaks when he tosses that baby you can chive my car burger in um the tray bin yeah my heart like broke for bob so i I feel like i think you like out loud were like oh what is that sound you just made like oh (laughs) am i like Like a a dying horse You're also doing this thing with your shoulders as if I'm like, <laughs> like fall down I have like on the cholera couch. in 1916. Skylar. Is cholera around in 1916? I don't even know what cholera is. <laughs> cholera, I don't even know her. <laughs> God. Um, I think I did gasp. What there was, there was a gas. It. it wasn't like, it wasn't an was elephant like, oh. that had just been hit with a tranquilizer, <laughs> but it was a gasp. Um, And I think what's hard is that Bob is so mean to his father when he breaks up, but his father pushed him there. Yeah. His father pushed him there. He tried. He tried for many, many years, and it just finally exploded. But Um, I will tell you what brings this episode to another level for me. Okay, tell me. Bean Boy. (laughs) You just want to go to Bean Boy. I want to... This is such like a parallel to our lives. Like, you want to go to Bean Boy. I want to talk about the hard trauma in our past. And you're like, Bean Boy. Yeah. And I also like... You want to talk about the serious stuff, and I'm distracted by Bean Boy, too. That's mm-hmm. a, that also mm-hmm. sums up our lives. And if you want to start calling Biscuit Bean Boy. Sure. Um, so what really takes this episode to the next level for me is, do you not fall in love with Bob Moore? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I fall in love with Bob Moore every episode. I love Bob. I'm I'm on a real Bob kick, I, I got to say. I fell in love with Gene Moore in this episode, too. Mm-hmm. Bean Boy. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I loved this episode. It just... Can I tell you something really sappy? This is the time to do it. You were editing one of our episodes the other night, and I was cleaning the stove. <laughs> we're, it's a thrilling household over here, folks. <laughs> we get wild. <laughs> it's real wild. Um, and so I was cleaning the stove, and I was like, oh, man, Bob has to do this like every night, but that's like a bigger stove than ours. And then I started missing my dad so much in that moment. If you guys are new to the podcast or my OGs, our OG listeners will know that I lost my dad when I was 11. So that's my family trauma um, while, we're, while we're talking about Bob's. I just started missing him so much. And then I <laughs> saw a home moment. I was like, oh, like Bob is the father to all the fatherless. Oh. Oh, Linda, I'm going to Linda on there yeah, too. Yeah, please do. I just he's such a good dad and it makes me sad that he had this childhood 
but it makes me so happy that he has a different relationship with his children. And I don't know if there's if there's any other fatherless folks out there, like DM us. What do you think? Does does Bob kind of fill a void for you in a very like I don't know? It's just a very sweet in a sweet way. Super sweet. His dad wasn't accepting of whatever he wanted to do. Meanwhile, he's accepting of Gene being Bean Boy. Yes. Which is great. So like, accepting. He might be like, Gene, but it's, it's, he's like, oh, that's my son. Did you like, yeah, that's as far as Bob And then Linda's like, go. oh, it's my little bean boy. Oh, my bean boy. My bean You're boy. the best bean boy of all the bean boys. <laughs> um, do you like the moment when Big Bob says, um, your family's weird, but you got a good family? Yes, I and do. And then they lock him out of the restaurant. Yes, I do. I loved it so much. Okay, and by the way, because it's Christmas and I get to be a little sappy around the holidays, my dad would love this podcast and he'd be really proud of us for doing it. Aww. Well, that touches yeah. my heart. Yeah, okay. Um, should we talk about some voices on this episode? Yeah. So, Big Bob. Big character. Voiced by Bill Hader, who we know as Mickey up until this point. Big Bob has had a voice, I think, in the past. Oh, you're raising your hand. I got a fun fact for you there. Oh, okay. Okay, so... Uh, yes, you in the front, please. <laughs> so, um, in the episode Bob Fires the Kids, which is <laughs> is um, the episode where we get the classic line, I think it's something like, Linda, I don't think I had a good childhood. And she's like, yeah, I know. People <laughs> people who had good childhoods don't walk like that or stand like that, whatever she says. It's so funny. So in that episode, H. John Benjamin, we don't see him on screen, but we do get his voice from off screen. Um, so technically, the first voice Bob appearance isn't by Bill Hader, but now it is. Well, that's funny, too, because Bill Hader was in Bob Fires the Kid, so he could have done Big Bob's voice. Yeah. Because he was, he was Mickey in that episode. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, so now my brain's kind of freaking out. I'm worried that if Big Bob ever comes back, that Bill Hader is not going to be able to voice him. Uh, we'll see because of the Mickey Gate. Because yeah. the whole, uh, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Okay. Some other voices on the episode. We get Nick Offerman is back. This time he is Pete, who owns the gay bar next door to Big Bob's diner. Yep. Um, called The Junkyard. Love it. We get Carl Reiner, who is a comedy legend, uh, actor, producer, writer, director. Um, he's Henry, the old man who's kind of like caught in between the two Bob's feuds. The Tuna Melt. Tuna Melt Gate. Yeah. Tuna, tuna Gate. Uh, baby, like you can it. chive my car gate. Yeah. And then finally, we get uh, Jordan Peele is back, but this time he is, uh, the character's name is never said in the show itself, mm-hmm. but he's also one of the customers, the regulars at mm-hmm. Big, Big Bob's Diners. The character's name is, great name, absolute, probably one of the best names I've ever heard. Do you want to guess what it is? Max. Yes. So he's the voice of Max, and those are the, the voices I have for you that are important here. I have a few more fun facts for you. Yeah. So the kids find a snow globe, or Tina finds a snow globe in the basement, um, and if you look hard enough, you'll see that it is the Dallas skyline i'm a dallasite um so that 
tickled me. And it's actually a Dallas skyline because um, it's for one of the executive producers who is a native of the city. Jim Dodarive is a Dallasite as well. So it's a little nod to him. Yeah, I think he kind of like co-created the show or co like he was he's been we mentioned him early um in the podcast because he was um in the credits a lot i love that i didn't yeah. know there was a a fellow texan that was so um pivotal to the show which also brings me i have another theory okay you know the episode where tina and jimmy go on a date in the rotating restaurant uh-huh in the skyline, the Dallas skyline, there's Reunion Arena, and it is a rotating restaurant. I wonder, I know there's one in LA too, but I wonder if the idea for the rotating restaurant came from Jim because this restaurant that's in the skyline of Dallas is, it, you just, if you're a Dallasite, you know about Reunion Arena restaurant. It's possible. So I, I do. Other I cities like have rotating that. restaurants. Let us know. Yeah, I don't know. Does your city have a rotating restaurant? We're we're dying to know. I Tell just us. move to cities that have rotating restaurants. That's it. Those are the only cities yeah. we live in. We have to have a rotating restaurant. Yep. Um, we never go out to eat. Um. So we have a few goofs that are interesting in. Bob fires the kid, which is kind of the first time we really start talking about. Just one kid. What? Oh, Bob fires the kids. Yeah. Um, so Linda gives us some exposition about uh, Big Bob and Big Bob's diner. She says that he sold it. So I think the writers just decided to bring it back. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not saying it's bad or Maybe not he bad. It back. Maybe he bought it back in the time between and it's just... Well, that's what the internet is saying is that um, in the framed photo above the couch, it is not next to the junkyard. Um, so the, the, the fan theory is that it moved. Okay. Okay. But, but in this episode, he, in the flashbacks, yeah. the junkyard owner guy, what is his name? The Pete uh-huh. is in the flashbacks. Oh, so, but I don't know if the bar snap. is still next. To, we'll have to see. Maybe he didn't own the junkyard then. Yeah, I don't know. Here's what I think. I think the writers brought it back, and I think it's totally fine to screw over past plot if it's stronger storytelling currently. Okay, I'm with you. Kind of. You're kind of like looking at me like maybe not. I think it's okay. It's just a, such a small detail, like to not do a great episode like this because of like one sentence in the past. I don't, I don't think is the right choice. So good choice, writers. Okay, so we have another little goof in a flashback. Bob is like listing off all these burgers, and he says, um, "Greed is Gouda burger." So that is a line. Greed is good from the movie Wall Street. Technically. That movie has not been released when Bob says that line. Oh, Bob. Oh, Bob. Oh. If it were released today, that episode, it totally would have been fine. Um, so just, just a little fun fact for you. Um, the only reason I like pointing out goofs, whether it's like continuity errors, is not to like police anyone, but I kind of love knowing humans are behind this. It makes it... I don't know. It just makes it more real. And I think imperfection is uh, important. Yeah. Um, 
and also because we never make goofs, so it is fun to point out that no. other people do. Yeah, I've never like, made a mistake. Yeah, I didn't say that. Um, Carol King oh, wrote you said, "Die." No, you said you said Carly Simon wrote the "Die Work Hard or Die Trying" girl song. Words are so hard. Yeah, yeah, um, but you also did mix up Carol King and Carly Simon, and you just did it again. So there, ha. What we're saying is that we are imperfect as well, and we appreciate that these very talented uh, Bob's Burgers creators are also. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And then I have a wonderful little present for you. Ooh, do I get to open it? Yeah, you do. You get to click a link. Okay. There is a deleted audio clip from this episode, and it is 
improvised dialogue between Linda, Big Bob, and Bob. Oh, how fun. Now, didn't you say Bill Hader is like known for his improving on yeah. one of these episodes? So I think, you know, I know he wasn't as big as he is now when they recorded this, but I feel like they really let him do his thing, which is so fun. So this clip is two minutes long, so we probably don't want to play all of it. So I'll just give you um, some background. So Big Bob is really upset with Linda because she brought Bailey's over to the diner and he's like, I'm on the wagon. Um, So that's kind of the setup for this improv. You brought a pint of Bailey's? If I have a pint of Bailey's. Lynn, you brought a pint of Bailey's? I brought it. you not tell her anything, Bobby? I forgot. Don't you remember those nights, Bobby, when I'd smell the Bailey's and I'd go nuts? Well, maybe if you drank a little Bailey's. And the bulls would come down and take five guys that put me into the the jail, into the the clink. The tank. The tank. We called it the clink. (laughs) The drunk tank. The drunk the clink. clink. The drunk clink, clink, Dad. Ah, oh, that's awful. We called it the clink in our town. <laughs> you used to drink so much Bailey's. I would smell it from across the room. There was a very nice restaurant, or more of a dessert place across the street, and it would waft across the street, and it would come in, and the next thing I know, I'd be strangling your mother. I'd be fucking setting the whole place. You were the only drunk who exclusively drank Bailey's. I was... <laughs> I could listen to to the, just the improv tracks forever. That's that's delightful. Yeah. So um, if you want to hear the full improv, you um, we'll we put it in the show it. link. Yeah. Look in the show notes. In the show in the show notes. And Lauren Bouchard titled this on his SoundCloud: "Weird Dark Improv from Our Christmas Episode," which says it all. Yeah. Totally. Um. So this wasn't included in the episode. Which makes sense. When they go to the junkyard, his dad is drinking, so technically he isn't on the wagon. But still, it is so wonderful to hear such talent improving. Or maybe the whole experience made him fall off the wagon. Linda, you did it by mm-hmm. bringing that Bailey's. Should we get into these end credits? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the last moment is Bob and his father have returned to the restaurant from the junkyard. The kids have locked them out and then let them in. We get a little Christmas moment and then we'll go in the end credits. Here. Oh, come on, Tina! Sorry. All right, Christmas magic! My Bobbies are back! Hey! <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Pop Pop! Christmas magic! Tell me what happened. So they all come into the restaurant. Everyone's excited. It's a Christmas miracle. Christmas magic has happened. What happens in the end credits, Skylar? All right. So we get the classic end credits, except it's a different version of classic end credits. We are in Big Bob's Diner Kitchen, and it's the classic black and white sketches of the kitchen. And we have Bob and Big Bob manning the grill side by side. And then to the left is where his window is, which is different than... Yeah, the yeah. service window where the service window. Linda typically pops in. Yep. Um, and we get this Christmas magic song playing that Linda sang earlier in the episode. Right. She was just 
her and Teddy were just improving, so we didn't get the great bells and and the instrumentation behind it when she was at the restaurant. Yeah, like Bob's does a lot um, with some of Linda's improv songs. They make a real version at the in the end credits for her to really go all out in, and this is get that's what we're jazzy. gonna hear here. Christmas Rodrigue comes every time each year. Christmas Rodrigue. Okay, so what happened in the service window there? So we see Tina come up to the service window. Her little glasses peep over the service window. We also get a Bob butt scratch, which will be important later in the credits. Oh, I like that tease. Mm-hmm. And we get Teddy singing along here. Which is stays true to the episode. And this is not a... There's not a lot of Teddy in this episode, so I am delighted we get to hear his voice at the I end am, credits. I am too. And all the cold, hungry people. Bob and his father exchange a little glance there, and it's so cute. Let me see. Oh, two butt scratches from Bob. And all the cold, hungry people. Oh, that's really cute. <laughs> okay, Linda comes in and puts an order in the window, which they don't do in Bob's, I don't think. Yep, she puts an order in the spinny wheel thing. Yeah, I think that's the official uh-huh, word for restaurant it. Yeah. term. And uh, then she um, smacks the bell, order up, so it's very diner. Yes. There's a little bell in the window. In the streets. That can't be good. All right, that is my favorite part of the credits. What just happened? Big Bob. Mm-hmm. Does a butt scratch. So now we know where... Where Bob gets his butt itching from. Like, where, why his butt itches. Yep. It's because it's hereditary. Yep. <laughs> they have, like, Itch, e- eczema butts. runs in the family or something. Yeah. So, if this is your first episode with us, in the classic from day one end credits, Bob does a little butt scratch. It is the most dad thing. And now it's the most pop-pop thing. hmm And then, who do we see at the window? Uh, Louise pops up. We see her little uh, bunny ears first, and then we see her her eyes peer over the the bottom of the window. The ledge. The ledge. Allegedly. Me and my family will be warm tonight. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I was so enamored by the music. Let's talk about what happens at the end of the credits. So the music stops. And we hear Linda say her, me and my family will be warm tonight. And then when the music picks up again, what happens? The fa-la-la-la. It's kind of like... Just when it picks up? Yeah. It's in great timing with the music. We get Bean Boy with his bow, with his Christmas bow around his neck, a little Bean Boy present, running through the back of the kitchen, leaving his his pork footprints. Um, And it's very like high knee run. Yeah. He's. It's like he did when he was running around trying to get caught by people. He's, now, so he comes from Gene comes from the side of the screen. He typically comes from in the Santa credit sequence in his mm-hmm, burger costume mm-hmm. and just runs across. It's so good. Now, I think you missed a little moment in the end credits. If you could rewind it a little bit, sure. So we get the classic Bob burger flip, but then. We get my family will be warm tonight. Bob flips his burger and his dad flips a tuna melt. A tuna melt. Now, the internet 
says it's a grilled cheese because you'll remember in the episode that they were his dad is so mean. That's what I'm saying. He was like, you want to make burnt toast or should I make a grilled yeah, cheese? Yeah, earlier in the episode. Yeah. So the internet claims this is a tuna melt. I, uh, a grilled cheese. I think it's a tuna melt. I think it's a grilled cheese now. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you think the credits. Well, no, I think it's a tuna melt. I think seeing them flip their chosen, you know, tour de force uh, dishes they serve is more like cathartic, like it's a sweeter moment. But if it's a grilled cheese, it really does. But why is Bob making a burger? Do you think Do you think the dad was like, scoot over, I'm going to fix this grilled cheese, and Bob is... Like fine, I'll cook the net, the order up burger. No, I think I think you're right. I think he's making a tuna melt. Although a tuna melt scene sounds a little harder to flip than a grilled cheese to me. <laughs> I but mean, maybe we'll have to test that out after we're done recording here. If this is your diner life, yeah, you, I love tuna melts. What? You, tell us what you think it is. I think <clears throat> it's a tuna melt. I was because, talking to our listeners, but oh. yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, full lyrics? Yes, please. Uh, Christmas magic, Christmas magic, comes every time of year. Christmas magic, and all the cold, hungry people. Christmas magic, they're dying in the streets. That can't be good. Christmas magic. Wait, that can't be good is in the... Parentheses. Oh, my God, I amazing. I, I don't know if Teddy says it or what. Christmas magic, and then she does the, me and my family will be warm tonight. Oh, yeah. Fa la 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 <laughs> In classic Linda lyric writing, this goes way darker than it should and it is brilliant she always goes dark pretty quickly after the first line or two la 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 highlights highlights and lowlights of the end credits i love that i didn't notice that linda was ringing the orders at bell um which makes this so much more dinery so i really enjoy that for some reason and i adore the butt scratch the butt scratch yes and then and Bean Boy. Yep. And the Bean Boy run. And Bean Boy. And I love that you pointed out the flipping their different dishes. Yeah. You know, they're not just both making burgers. That's great. Yeah. Um, I want to score. Oh my gosh. Look at their bald spots yeah. side by side. Yeah. How sweet is that? So cute. Love. I love the little side by side bald spots. Yeah. Little side by side comb overs. And then we'll have like little Jean pretending to be Bob with his little bald spot. Oh, yeah. Don't you think that would be really yeah, cute? Yeah. Little Bob. Yep. Um, should we score them? Yeah. We score on a scale of one to 10 H's at the end of Tina's uh? Skylar, do you want to go first? I'm going to go first. This gets 10 H's for me. Wow. I'll meet you there. I was vacillating between 9.5 and 10, but it's just so good. I also, I kind of want to hear the song again. Can we listen to the song? We can. I'm going to say that the song is part of the reason I gave it a 10. Uh Uh-huh. I love that it's the standard credit sequence, but in yes. Bob, Big Bob's kitchen. Such a highlight. I love that we get appearance by all the family members in the window, because that normally doesn't happen. It could have just been Linda. Yep. Um, I love the butt scratches. I love the food. And I love, love, love Bean Boy. Give me more Bean Boy. I just got like all the family feels. Like this episode is so about how do we accept our past 
and try and move forward. And that's what these credits do. Like the past is represented by the kitchen. Him standing next to his father represents the future and maybe a way forward. Um, So it hits every note for me. And what do the butt scratches represent? Um, That no matter how hard you try, you will end up like your parents in some way. Oh, interesting. It's just true. Should we listen to the Christmas magic? Yeah. Christmas magic. Christmas magic. Comes every time each year. Christmas (laughs) magic. This performance is so good. You know the cold, hungry people. Christmas magic. They're dying in the streets. That can't be good. Christmas (laughs) magic. Me and my family will be warm tonight. I am so glad we re-listened to that because I can like appreciate the performance so much more. So John Roberts has done it again. He's always... The fall of Allah is like kind of off pitch. It's so good. I love it. I love it. Those are the end credits to Father of the Bob. Another Christmas episode... I have to say one more thing. I'm Checked so sorry. Checked off Bob's credits list. Oh, sorry. Go so ahead. this version is so much better than the one in the diner. Teddy is kind of like singing right on top of Linda. I like to think that these two set aside some time to practice this and yeah. record this oh, Christmas Oh, of course. Track. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Now do your spiel. Uh, that I was going to say another Christmas episode checked off on the Bob's credits list mm. of episodes. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate it. Remember to go enter that giveaway. If you have any questions, DM us. Um, you can follow us while you're DMing us at Bob's Credits on Instagram and Twitter. If you're interested in our Christmas episode, we have tons of extra bonus episodes. Um, subscribe on Patreon. What's that? Patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. And um, do you want to say anything else to take them out of here? I'm just going to say stay barbecue saucy. In lieu of um, Jean's beans. The beans. Okay. Barbecue saucy. Or I could just literally say stay saucy because those beans were saucy. You could take a bath in them. They were so saucy. It's like a bean sauce. A bean sauce. Yeah. What is that sauce in the canned beans? It's a good question. Yeah. Huh. Should we just try and figure that out while we get out of here? Yeah. Okay. Merry Christmas. La 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 la. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.